We are live. Thank you so much, guys. Welcome to the Kunal Call. I am joined by Atif, all the way from Canada. How are you, Atif? Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me, Kunal. I'm really happy to be here to discuss pro wrestling with you today on your podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, let's get straight out into business. Uh, the AEW prom- uh, AEW event that happened, AEW All Out. What did you think of the event? And there were certain big things that happened during the event. So please go ahead. It was... Uh... Average, in my opinion, uh, there was some really good stuff, and there were some uh, things that you know weren't all that great compared to last year's AEW All Out. And I actually attended last year's AEW All Out in Chicago, and wow. it was great. So, um, but the only thing that was missing this year was the crowd. They did have some people, but obviously not enough because of the social distancing. Uh, so my favorite matches of the year were uh, of the night were um, the women's championship match between uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, Hikaru Shida. Then mm-hmm. was uh, the uh, MJF versus uh, John Moxley. It got pretty brutal. And the best match of the night, in my opinion, was uh, the tag team title match between FTR and uh, Hangman and Omega. That was uh, simply mm-hmm. just like gold. And yeah. I'd like to point out that, you know, FTR just like, you know, made one hell of an accomplishment. They won the NXT tag team titles. They won the Raw tag team titles, SmackDown, and now AEW as well. So they're unarguably the best tag team in the world right now. Mm, they've been going all around the world and doing mm-hmm. this stuff. And it's yeah. great, you know, because uh, they, they lost in the WWE. They were let go because of the COVID situation. And they've gone to NXT and just like it's been crazy over there. They, they have actually gone there and done things, you know, achievements, you know, because it's not easy to win a tag team championship and they won. And yeah, they won it because, you know, AEW knew how good they were and how badly they were, you know, mistreated in WWE. Like uh, on yeah. the main roster, the WWE tag team division isn't all that great. They're not managed properly, there's no uh, vision. Uh, it's just yeah. like maybe one or two matches in a year that are like very exciting, but overall there's no direction in the WWE tag team division, which is why you, they left. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, there was one particular match I saw in uh, the tag team division, the mm-hmm. AEW Revolution pay-per-view that happened in Feb. The yeah. Young Bucks versus um, uh, Omega and Hangman. Hangman and uh, honestly, that was a crazy match. That was mm-hmm. so crazy, man. Do you think the level of tag team has gone down in WWE? For sure. Except for NXT. NXT, they're still taking like everything that they do seriously. It's only Ron SmackDown where uh, who is properly you know managed by Vince McMahon. He is not taking the tag team division seriously. I think he's not taking anything seriously because recently there was a Twitch ban on the WWE uh, um, say, uh, wrestlers. What do you think about that? Well, it's uh, it's very unfair for sure. You know, like uh, these wrestlers were uh, let go. Uh, they're not making enough money as it is because of the pandemic. And I'm pretty sure they're not getting paid as well as they once were. And uh, they need to like, you know, supplement their income at the moment. And WWE not allowing them to like work with third party content creators, that's just cruel. I mean, First of all, their contracts say that they're independent contractors, which means that they're allowed to do whatever they want to do outside of WWE. But this is just going too far now, you know. 
This is like slavery, yeah. and WWE apparently even owns their real names, which is ridiculous. I think um, the, um, the way, like, if you see AJ Styles, Page, you know, these people are big on Twitter, to sorry, Twitch, even right. uh, uh, up, up, down, down YouTube channel, if you know, if yeah. you know about that. Xavier uh, Woods. Yeah. yeah. The video game so, channel, Xavier Woods, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, it's a good way of uh, wrestlers interacting with the audience, showing them that they're normal, you know, showing them that they're, you know, it's okay to be a gamer, it's okay to be a streamer, you know, talking about things. But recently, I think it's, uh, according to rumors, but I think it's because of AJ Styles admitting to the fact that he was COVID positive. If it's because of what he had admitted, Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there. if it's that, but there are rumors saying that it's because of what Lana did. She was uh, endorsing a energy drink, which is uh, being endorsed by a lot of uh, fitness models on Instagram called Bang Energy. So okay. they were saying that was a straw which led to Vince McMahon uh, pulling the plug on the WWE wrestlers working with third-party content creators. And... WWE, I don't know if you saw this, but they released a you know press release statement saying that you know, like Disney and Warner Brothers, they want to protect their intellectual property. I understand that, but everyone who's under contract working for Disney and Warner Brothers movies, they are allowed to work for other studios at the same time. Now look at James Gunn from uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the director. He's working with Warner Brothers for their Suicide Squad movie. I mean. Isn't that saying something? I think uh, he's lost the plot, um, Vince McMahon, in terms of the situation that he's not supportive enough. Um, he can actually hold a meeting and just say that, you know what, you can't do this, you can't do that. Don't ban them. I think it's a very cruel thing to do. you know. And with uh, with AJ Styles, I want to go with the AJ Styles topic for a second here. Him and Paul Heyman uh, are not in good terms, apparently. Do you think AJ might leave WWE because... Let's hear me out. Because his best friends have been thrown out of the company. He was a he's an avid Twitch user. He uses Twitch a lot. And he has a lot of subscribers. 30,000 subscribers. He must have been getting so much money from that. You know, he might consider going to AEW. Who knows? Because AEW might even give them give him the money. And he has honestly the a much better opportunity in AEW to succeed for me. That's a very good uh, point that you bring out there. He does have a lot of good friends in AEW, and uh, you know he's doing extremely well on Twitch. And I don't yeah. think the uh, heat between him and Paul Heyman is real. I just feel like you know when WWE had to let Paul Heyman go, it was because uh, Vince McMahon was not happy with the ratings. Actually, Paul Heyman had a vision. He wanted to push a lot of new wrestlers, like Aleister Black, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. He wanted to make new stars, but Vince McMahon was not sold on that idea, you know. So I feel he wanted to make uh, Paul Heyman look like a scapegoat. So he used AJ Styles to say all those things about him. And that's not the first time uh, Vince McMahon has done something like that. He made uh, Seth Rollins talk trash about uh, John Moxley after he left and joined AEW, you know. So speaking of John, go ahead, go ahead. No, I don't think AJ Styles might leave uh, WWE all that easily because they're taking really good care of him. They they already have him on a very lucrative contract, but you never know. No, because uh, if you uh, see him as a wrestler, because he's done everything there is to be done in WWE, he's not in any major feud right now. And he has no trust 
with Paul Heyman. Like he is a big person backstage, whatever people say, mm-hmm. but he's a very important guy in terms of creative stuff and everything. Because mm-hmm. he's in you know SmackDown, and he might have to work with Roman Reigns, who became the Universal Champion um, yeah. recently. Uh, what do you think about Roman Reigns becoming the champion? I think uh, it's a good idea that they finally decide to, you know, like stop uh, pushing him as a baby face because he was clearly not on that caliber as John Cena or The Rock to become the next yeah. face of the company because the fans just didn't want him, you know, as the next superstar. So pushing him as a heel now is a much better idea and aligning him with someone like Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman is good on the microphone. Yeah. And Roman is uh, not all that great when it comes to words. You know, his promos were like, you know, mediocre to say the least over the years. And he has been scheduled to face his own cousin at uh, Clash of Champions. Do you Jay think Uso. that's a good idea? Yeah. It's a novel idea. Like, uh, you know, Jay Uso was never, you know, like seen to be as a solo star, let alone be, you know, in the main title picture. It's something new and fresh for a change, but we all know what the result is going to be. He's not going to win. So, yeah, obviously, he's not going to win because they need uh, Roman Reigns to become a heel, proper heel. Um, <laughs> let's talk about AEW All Out. Um, you touched on the subject of the matches that happened. I want to touch on one and two particular things: uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt mm-hmm. Hardy had a match with uh, Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match and there yeah. was one nasty bump that happened like i saw that and i was like oh my god i think he's done and yeah. literally the next in one two minutes they cancelled it again he got up and he was doing some kind of action they climbed a barrier and they threw yeah. the guy uh, the other guy and Matt the match. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 it was uh, yeah go ahead i feel the match was cut short i think they did it as they had planned initially because we already saw a lot of uh, Matt and uh, Sammy Guevara. They had a tables match the week before on, uh, you know, Dynamite. So that's why they didn't feel the need to, like, prolong this match. And that's why they, like, you know, kept it short and sweet. But, uh, but it was uh, okay. Uh, but regarding Matt Hardy, did you see the bump? Yes, I did. It was... Uh, it, it looked very real, you know, it looked convincing. But yeah. then again, I feel like, you know, they probably uh, wanted to make it look that way. Cause so, you think, so you think it's planned? Most likely, yes. Okay, because many people on Twitter are saying that it's not planned and stuff. They're like, it's uh, it might be too real. But even Mick Foley tweeted it with the fact that, you know, he's not getting any young and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy are known for taking some crazy stuff over the years. Exactly, yeah. But do you think? But do you think they should actually tone it down a little bit because of the age and it's so dangerous, you know? Well, Matt Hardy, he feels like you know he can still go on and he's not all that old anymore uh, yet. So he clearly took that steel chair shot, you know, uh, from Guevara, you know, like yeah. a few weeks ago on uh, AEW, and he kept going on. So uh, I think he's still got. A little bit more left in the tank, like his brother Jeff. You know? Yeah. He seems to be um, in a better shape and condition than Jeff as well. Yeah, that's true. And he's looking like he's having more fun in the AW than he was in having in WWE. You know, For sure. Yeah. 
he said that you know the reason why he left WWE is because uh, Vince McMahon uh, wanted to you know make him a backstage producer and not a wrestler anymore, mm -hmm. and yeah. to help out younger wrestlers. And he said he has no problem in doing that. It's just that he doesn't want to do it right now. He still feels mm -hmm. he has a lot more to offer in the ring. You know. Yeah, um, I want to touch on Chris Jericho. He had a match with Orange Cassidy, and for me, Chris Jericho is by far the best wrestler, one of the best ever. Yeah, you know, he's up there for me with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Um, this ungiven talent he has of putting over people, you mm -hmm. know, he has made Orange Cassidy a star. Yeah, with his the promos, with the debates, they got Eric Bischoff back in AW, which is yeah. a master stroke. Mm -hmm. How do you rate his impact in AW? Because he's, I think, the biggest focus point in AW, and he's nailing his role perfectly, and he's leading that fight between AW and NXT for me. For sure, yeah. I mean, uh, AW wouldn't be where they are without Jericho. He was the blue chipper when they, you know, announced his signing at the uh, Double or Nothing Rally last year. You know. When they first announced all the stars who are going to be involved in AEW, you know, they had Cody, Young Bucks, Hangman, Pac, and Kenny Omega. So that's when people like really took AEW seriously because Jericho is like one of the most well known wrestlers in the world, you know. And it's because of him, you know, like AEW Dynamite has been doing so well. And he's the one who's selling the most merchandise over there too, you know, has a bubbly, a little bit of the bubbly drink that was also like sold out in a few months. And the champion, that scarf. The scarves and, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the action figures and, you know, all the t-shirts and stuff, you know, he, he's the number one seller, you know, for AEW. So, and like you said, he makes the new stars, like look what he did with Orange Cassidy recently. And then, he also like um, you know had a match with uh, Scorpio Sky last year briefly, and Scorpio Sky was hot when he pinned him. You know he gave Jericho his first pinfall loss. What what did that say about Chris Jericho? You know because he's accomplished everything in his career, and he's gone to AEW for a new challenge. And with his last WWE stint, where he was with Kevin Owens, and that, that was the yeah. biggest storyline. In, of the year, and they were second opening match in the WrestleMania, which really pissed everyone off because they should have been given the main event. Do you think he'll go back to WWE, or he just? Uh, do you think he's just gonna? Like in the, there's a really old saying in the wrestling business called "Never say never." So, but at yeah. this point, I don't think they're gonna want him back anytime soon because you know he's led the charge, he's led the competition against them, and. Yeah. Say in the future, if WWE, uh, if AEW is unsuccessful, and WWE manages to wipe them out, like you know everybody else that they've been w working against, he may you know end up going back there. But I don't think WWE is going to be all that keen with him like they once were. But you can't ignore his talent. For sure, but you know he's also like you know. And close, closing on in on his fifties, so I don't think they're gonna yeah. want him as a wrestler there anymore. He may just be like you know an on-screen personality or a backstage producer, at the most. So, mm. so let's talk about MGF and John Moxley. Um, how do you think John uh, Moxley has done? Basically, Dean Ambrose was in WWE. How do you think he has gone? How, how do you think he has done over there? Because 
there were so many uh what do you say things that he will you know where he'll go what he'll do and then he suddenly shows up in aew how has he done according to you and how are the latest match like that happened just last night well john moxley like uh you know it's it's all there it's a crystal clear cut and dry he's obviously done way better in aew because vince mcmahon never had any kind of interest in him the best they've done with him in wwe was when he won the money in the bank and uh he won the wwe title but then they just gave him that title for like what two months and he lost it to aj styles who obviously became the bigger star but uh yeah like Vince mcmahon had no vision for him so i don't blame him for leaving and i don't know if you've listened to the podcast that he was with uh with jericho last year after he made his debut at all out i mean at yeah, yeah, I heard that. he clearly like outlined his frustrations working in wwe like he didn't like the creative process there he was very unhappy with that the scripts that they used to give him every week on raw were just terrible they made him say like some really ridiculous things which he was not happy with at all and he is still like he said he got into depression working there and he knew no matter how many zeros whatever they add in his contract no matter how much more money they offer nothing was going to make him stay he was leaving and that was like you know a set deal for him he's not going to stay in WWE anymore and so AEW yeah. And you know they they gave him a really really good uh first starters uh you know feud with Kenny Omega which yeah. was amazing his match at Full Gear it was just like you know unbelievably good. good you know with the glass pieces the shattered glass pieces the barbed wire the ice picks the rope it was just brutal it was barbaric you know it's stuff that you won't see in wwe anymore because of their you know show rating that's what the fans miss and that's what the fans love so he really is enjoying his time in aew i believe and i don't think he's ever ever gonna go back to wwe um how do you think he has done as an aew championship just our aew champion and mm-hmm. how do you think mg mgf has done because mgf gave a fantastic promo you know to to the for the build up of this match i think he's the next big star i think mm-hmm. after john moxley he can become the next champion because with aw i see that they are trying to build up stars like jericho doing with cassidy moxley mm-hmm. is doing with mgf these two people were in the were not in the main event last year and now they are the main event yep. you know so yep. um, so what do you think about that well uh MJF is for sure, you know, a uh, world championship material. The guy, you know, like, you know, just proved it when he had that legendary promo, uh, you know, last month. He's yeah. really good on the mic, you know, it's there, you know, everybody knows. MJF is like golden when it comes to talking. And he really knows how to like get under people's skin and make them hate him, so he knows how to draw heat. And uh he's definitely a star in the making and i was honestly bewildered that you know he didn't win last night and it would have been great if he did for two reasons one it would have given us something fresh for AEW two he was he is only 24 years old and he could have uh, tied Randy Orton's record of the youngest world champion in the wrestling industry so but that too early for him that's what they say like it was it was probably too early for him that's why they probably didn't give him the title but 
I think he was, you know, ready to go as the world champion, you know, because the fans know him. And, you know, like, uh, there are a lot of people who appreciate his work. Cody is a big, big uh, supporter of his. And Cody has a very big hand behind his push right now. But I feel eventually down the line, we will see him become the world champion soon. So we just talked about uh, MGF and John Moxley. Mm-hmm. I want to go back um, to WWE. You see Chris Jericho complaining about the creative process. You see CM Punk complaining about the creative process. You see John Moxley complaining about the creative process. Even AJ Styles, you know, with with the uh, sorry, with, uh, yeah, exactly, an FTR with uh, John Moxley. He was given a feud with Nia Jax, which was absolutely bullshit. You know, there was no um, connection to him and. Her because it was not they just trying to push her at the next China or something, the next wonder of the world, you know, because she's so big and strong. What do you think there's a problem in WWE? I know where Vince McMahon is, yeah, people don't like him and stuff, and it's because of him. But now, AEW, you can see there's another opportunity for wrestlers to go to AEW, like even for Zack Ryder, he went to AEW and he's getting a big push over there, exactly. Mm -hmm. Matt uh, Cardona. So, what do you think there's a difference between WWE and AEW right now, and do you think? Because the working environment in WWE, they might jump ship to AEW. Well, uh, the biggest difference uh, is with their creative process and like the leader. So, yeah. Tony Khan, he actually, you know, like works with his, uh, you know, creative team very closely and with the wrestlers. Vince McMahon, on the other hand, is on, you know, like a totally different planet. He, you know, it's very hard to please him. And, you know, it's understandable because, you know, he's really old. He's uh, 74, I believe, right now. And he has a lot of responsibilities, like, in terms of, like, ratings and stuff. But I don't think he's going about it the right way. Like, the creative teams, they work hard day and night, coming up with good scripts. And he just rips them apart, makes them do it again, seeing how he feels that would be best for the show. But he needs to change that. He needs to be more... uh, you know, uh, lenient on his uh, creative team like Triple H is with his and NXT. And clearly it shows why NXT is the better, you know, show among the three. So you talked about NXT. So let's talk, touch on NXT and AEW, the Wednesday Night Wars. Wednesday Night Wars. So what do you think about that? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's really good. You know, like competition is good for everybody. That's what even Stephanie McMahon said when, uh, you know, AEW was coming out last year. And you can see the results, you know, like uh, there are a lot more, you know, people from the 18 to 49 demographic logging on to watch NXT and WWE, uh, sorry, NXT and uh, Dynamite instead of Raw and SmackDown because they know like Raw and SmackDown isn't as great as it once used to be. And uh, AEW and NXT is what, you know, reminds them of the old Monday Night Wars between WCW and Monday Night Raw. And they're, they want that again. They want that, you know, passion from both wrestling companies, you know, to like okay. be the best they can be. And you can clearly see that with the AEW and uh, NXT because... They're stepping up their game every week. And most of the time so far, AEW has been winning the war. But there have been a few weeks where NXT uh, um, did uh, win in the ratings. And because of that, AEW saw that they had to step up their game. So they 
schedule some amazing shows after that. I remember that one episode where they had the Young Bucks versus the Busher and Blade in the tag team uh, False Count Anywhere, Anywhere match, which was insane. And they had the Cody versus uh, Kingston match in a no DQ match with the thumbtacks. That was really fun as well. So AEW takes what they do very seriously. And do you think NXT, yeah, with, with uh, WWE NXT, Finn Balor going to NXT mm-hmm. has made it more important because Finn Balor, was, when he was in Raw and SmackDown, he was not the guy. And yeah. recently there was a fatal four-way match for the NXT Championship. And which has resulted in a tie between uh, Adam um, Cole and uh, and Finn Balor. You think Adam Cole is on the way to become one of the best superstars to ever see because he's produced fantastic matches and Finn Balor is getting his due and in NXT. Adam Cole is the best wrestler in the world right now, in my opinion, and he has shown that during his uh, you know NXT Championship reign. He was champion for like four hundred and eight days. He had some incredible matches, you know, with Johnny Gargano, with uh, Pete Dunne. He also led the War Games match for the third year in a row, you know, Undisputed Era. They've, like, you know, been the forefront of the War Game matches. Like, they've been in all of them, and he's led them. Then he's also had great matches with, uh, uh, like, other people like Velveteen Dream. And yeah. finally, he uh, lost the title to Keith Lee, which was also a, a really, really, uh, you know, tremendous matchup. And Keith Lee as well, great star. You know, he's like the new Samoa Joe. And Finn Balor, Finn Balor coming back to NXT was exactly what he needed and exactly what NXT needed with this Wednesday Night Wars because Finn Balor's career was going nowhere on the main roster. Exactly. He first won the Universal title, but unfortunately, he got injured at the same time. And after he came back, it's like, you know, everybody moved on from him, you know. And uh, they just uh, had him stuck in the mid cards, winning the Intercontinental title, and that's about it. But do you think he should, um, he was, do you think with WWE, they forget their stars too early? Just because they're injured, for example, like Finn was injured and Seth Rollins was injured. But they give Seth the attention, not Finn Balor. So basically, they just like give attention to the person they like, but not to the person who was the champion. So do, do you think that's the thing? Yeah, uh, there is definitely favoritism in uh, WWE when it comes to Vince McMahon and even Triple H for that matter. But Triple H is more fair. Like uh, mm-hmm. he knows, uh, you know, like if someone's injured, he will give them a chance again. So that's what he's done with uh, Hideo Itami who is now Kenta. He's left WWE and gone back to New Japan. But okay. unfortunately, Hideo Itami got pulled up to the uh, 205 Live and they didn't do anything with him there. So he got frustrated and left as well. So Finn Balor was also unlucky that way, but he got lucky when uh, NXT pulled him back. Mm-hmm. And NXT has been uh, a little more fun. You know, he's helped, uh, you know, make new stars at the same time. He had great matches at TakeOver with uh, Johnny Gargano, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest, and uh, I forgot who he wrestled recently, uh, Timothy Thatcher. All yeah. great matches, you know, five-star caliber matches. So the fight between WWE and NXT um, resulting in a lot of jobs, resulting in a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to go on for many, many years. Because the fact that it's two major companies, I don't think AEW is going to go out anywhere. I think they're going to be in business 
because they know how to do business they have know how to build stars with cody and uh, you know you just mentioned to me yeah, exactly you know he made a statement that aw double or nothing was better than wrestlemania mm-hmm. which okay. i don't agree with which I don't agree with, but I love both. Too, you know, like, uh, they, they were both great. Like, uh, WrestleMania, yeah. they had some, you know, uh, amazing matches, like the Boneyard match between uh, Styles and Undertaker. And uh, then there was the last man standing match between Edge and Orton. And, that was crazy, man. And the latter match between the three tag teams and uh, the Firefly Funhouse match, which was insanely popular. I wasn't all that sold by it but i'm not stupid i know how you know successful and popular it was but at the yeah. same time uh double or nothing gave their best as well with the stadium stampede match between that was so fun to see. that was very fun they did a lot of uh, entertaining spots there then there was a great match between uh cody and uh, lance archer to crown the first ever tnt champion yeah. And a very action-packed match between uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Hikaru Shida for the women's title. And even uh, Moxley versus uh, Brody Lee, who is, uh, you know, the new leader of the Dark Order. And, you know, now the Dark Order is, like, much more relevant than they were last year because of Mr. Brody Lee, who and was another wrestler. I think Zack Ryder is in there or no? No, Zack Ryder is not with the Dark Order. He's with the uh, Nightmare family with Cody. But, yeah, I would like to touch upon Brody Lee as well. He's another wrestler who used to be in uh, WWE as Luke Harper. And uh, he was amazing in the ring. Like, you know, you could see him perform those suicide dives, you know, for yeah. for a guy of his size. That was, like, really fun to watch. And he was also, like, not taken seriously by Vince. Once had like something else totally in mind for him, you know, come up with a southern accent just because of his appearance. But this guy's actually from the north, he's from New York, he's from Rochester. And he looks big and he looks a very different person, but that's a character. And now, you know, AEW has done a great job with, you know, making him look really polished. And, uh, you know, he's been a great leader. He's almost like, you know, his former uh, leader at the Wyatt family, like Ray Wyatt. He is, you know, the counterpart of that character in AEW. And the Dark yeah. Order is growing. You know, they even added a, a woman now, Anna Jay, who's also very talented. If you've seen her compete at AEW Dark. And it looks like Tay Conti, who used to be in NXT before as Tainara Conti. She's also on her way to like joining the faction. So, and I remember last yeah. year when I attended AEW All Out, like uh, there was a match between uh, the Dark Order and the Best Friends, which was like pretty much designed for everybody to go for a toilet break. Nobody cared about them back then. But now everybody loves the Dark Order, like, you know, the stuff that they've been doing with them. When you, you gradually improve things, you can see if you see those effects, people start to care mm-hmm. more, and that's what AEW is doing. They're slowly mm-hmm. and slowly, you know, improving because the main faction at the yeah, because the main faction at the time was Chris Jericho and his team. You know, the inner circle. Uh, yeah, so that was the main focus. You know, and even mm-hmm. in the inner circle, you see Jack Swagger coming back to wrestling. You know, he was not even seen anywhere, and he came. Yep. Um. We have talked about AEW and we talk about the NXT. I like to do uh, one more. To- I like to go over two or one more topics actually. The first topic I want to go over is Thunderdome, the WWE Thunderdome. What do you think about that? 
It's a bang up idea. I love it. You know, it was uh, something really, really cool. You know, uh, it's a really innovative way to like, you know, bring back that, you know, uh, audience feel once again on, uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown. You know, I don't watch Raw and SmackDown as much as uh, like I used to. I totally hear up on those shows because they're not as great as they once were. But when I saw certain videos on uh, Twitter of like when Drew McIntyre was making his in- entrance, he looked elated. He was very happy, you know, like he felt like, you know, there was a live crowd again. And when I could see the screens, there were like so many fans who were happy and like very, very involved in the show, you know, like clapping for like entrances. And, you know, they it felt like, you know, they were part of the, you know, industry again. So I'm really happy for WWE that way. I think with uh, Vince McMahon, I think if you like him or not, we have to, to, to admit one thing that he is a he is a visionary, and he he was the first one. He saw maybe he saw like in uh, the Premier League. The I, I follow football, mm-hmm. so in the Premier League they did the same thing with fans. They just made mm-hmm. a video like they made a big screen where people can see the matches. Right. I think he got the idea from there, mm-hmm. and he's done a bang up job. You know, th- I think there will be thousand fans easily on those screens. And they all are just happy because people want to see this. People mm-hmm. want to be entertained. They don't want to yeah. listen to the COVID-19 nonsense that's going on. They want to be entertained. Exactly. And WWE and AEW, they've both been brilliant. They've both been outstanding. And we have to mm-hmm. give them credit. Because For many sure. people, I believe, they don't give wrestling that much of respect compared to other sports. Because they mm-hmm. think it's all play acting. But, yeah. you know, with Math Hardy's recent bump, if people see it in normal life, you know, people who don't follow wrestling, they'll be like, oh my God, what are they doing? But That's as wrestling fans, people, like, you know, wrestling uh, is not all fake. It's not 100% fake. It's not 100% real. The risks that they take are 100% true and real. The injuries are also 100% real. Many wrestlers had to, you know, give up and retire because of their injuries, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Edge, yeah. Shawn Michaels. You know, all of these guys and uh, Daniel Bryan for a brief moment as well. But, uh, you know, some of them, they just don't care. And uh, you have to give WWE and AEW credit, like you said, as well as the impact. You know, they were going on. They were like the only sport in America that was still going on during the COVID. You know, they took the right yeah. measures and, you know, they made sure that the show still went on air and, to, you know, give people, you know, the entertainment that they needed during these tough times. So. You really have to appreciate pro wrestling, which I feel a lot of people are just, you know, unaware of and they just don't understand like the effort it takes and, you know, how much these wrestlers sacrifice their well-being for our entertainment, you know. Well, why do you think they don't give them respect, you know, because it's been going on for so many years and, you know, we've been fans since, since 15 years, you know. 16 years. Why do you think people don't give them that much respect? This, this particular thing as a sport? Mostly because there are other similar combat sports out there, you know, like MMA and, uh, you know, Bellator and UFC. So they prefer to see those things because they feel it's more real, which they are right, you know. Those are 100% real fights. But WWE can't be compared to UFC because they are not the same thing. UFC is yeah. mixed martial arts and WWE is professional wrestling. And another thing they make a mistake is when they call WWE a sport. They're not a sport. They are sports entertainment. That's what they're missing out on. They have fused. Vince McMahon has done a great job by fusing sport with uh, entertainment, like by integrating drama 
with sport and but yeah he was, he was the really first well. one yeah but he was the first one to really push into the superstars to call it sport entertainment call it sport mm-hmm. entertainment like the yeah. previous wrestlers like you know Randy Orton or Shawn Michaels they don't say it sport entertainment they like they say it's pro wrestling because they've been growing up since the 80s they have been wrestling like that they're mm-hmm. growing up in a different breed i want to talk to you talk to you about the women revolution the women wrestling in both AEW and NXT uh, and WWE you can go with AEW i'll go with NXT because i don't follow AEW women wrestling that much mm-hmm. so i don't know have no idea as to what are they so yeah you can go ahead to be honest the women's wrestling hasn't been all that great in uh, you know in AEW that's the one area i really feel that they should strongly like you know develop because uh, we don't see them all that much on AEW Dynamite anymore we just see them from time to time and mostly on AEW Dark which is their uh YouTube show which is also a great you know show for those people who can't get enough of AEW Dynamite um i feel like they they should like you know invest more in uh, some of the they've got a plethora of talent there you know they've got a lot of women in AEW but it seems like they're just focused on Dr. Brett Baker and uh, Chris Stafflander and Hikaru Shida. I feel Penelope Ford is a real can be a real draw for them in terms of ratings because she has got that charisma like Adam Cole and she is amazingly talented in the ring. I don't know if you've seen her match with Hikaru Shida like a couple of months ago on AEW. She like, you know, that was like one of the best women's wrestling matches I've ever seen. Like especially that part where she dodged the um missile drop kick she just like you know did like a black backward like you know split which mm-hmm. was crazy you know we've never seen anything like that before penelope ford is very very uh talented in the ring and i feel if she was given the opportunity she can definitely like take the women's revolution to the next step and women's wrestling in WWE is a hell of a lot better in fact i'm going to go on to say that it's even better than the than the men's division in WWE cuz the stuff that they've been doing with Sasha Banks and uh, Bailey it was just incredible you know but uh, with the women Re- revolution i think you have to give Charlotte a lot of credit you have to give uh, Bailey Sasha Banks you know Becky Lynch who's pregnant and she's not active right now Mm-hmm. but in ronda ronda rousey you know when they main event at wrestlemania they put women wrestling on the map you know alexa bliss she was not involved in those a few but she was such a, so she's so important yeah yeah women wrestling we uh, took it you know to the you know to the top with the women's wrestling they raised the bar before you'd never see women you know competing in matches like hell in a cell or yeah. money in the bank or elimination chamber and they're doing that now so you have to give wwe credit for that but it's it's a lot more brutal now it's a lot more real you know because before women wrestling was okay you know they're going to come and do, do the bikini fight and all what not you know before when Tori mm-hmm. Wilson Sable was there yeah. but then Trish Stratus and even Trish Stratus was uh, eye candy she became yeah. later a better wrestler because she had Lita a rival mm-hmm. there were two people who were there who were ready to give everything they had in yeah. that particular uh, match and uh, with lita i would say that she is she's not been given that much of credit as trish has been given in terms of legendary sure. status but lita is up there with trish you know because i feel like uh, lita was a was a much better wrestler than trish exactly. because uh, he was way more talented she did like you know all those crazy 
risky moves like the moonsault and uh, you know the hurricane rana which uh, i can't remember trish ever doing trish was just uh, like you know charismatic and you know very uh you know like uh, appreciated by fans i feel but lita is a lot more underrated compared to her like you said i agree with you on that um no so we covered all the topics now um for the future do you think um men's wrestling will get better because in wwe um aw is is going ahead in streets ahead of wwe right now because it's more more entertaining then mm-hmm. wwe i'm talking about raw and smackdown here um, mm-hmm. aw is brilliant with wwe they need to give i think aj styles the push again because he's a face that you know people get attracted to in terms of his wrestling and his promos and he's not he's in the intercontinental championship uh, feud with sami zayn who's back so are you happy with sami zayn coming back because he's such a big wrestler for sure but i'm not happy with the way how they've like approached for this character like you know sami zayn i don't know if you've uh, seen his stuff on uh, nxt or you know uh, uh, his stuff in uh, you know the indies where he used to go by el generico he was you know like yeah. really cool but now yeah. they've turned him into this little clown you know which is uh, you know pretty much winces mo he ruins you know a lot of uh, personalities uh, that come from the indies and you know nxt so in a way i'm glad that he's back and you know he's up once again on tv but uh, i don't agree with one comment that you made about aj styles you know being you know once again the main star because aj styles said that he's going to be done with pro wrestling soon this is his last contract he's going to sign now what i feel is they should be focusing on building new stars like alistair black like ricochet and uh, you know there are a bunch of others you know I but I feel in my opinion Alistair Black should be the next uh, face of the company because he has that aura you know like he is insanely talented in the ring he's very good with his feet and uh, he's also great with promos and he's just a very interesting you know individual you know but Vince McMahon uh, completely slaughtered him along with Ricochet and uh, Cedric Alexander you know these guys can you know like put a lot of butts and seats you know basically they were so exciting to watch in NXT you know like uh, ricochet with the things he did there and alister black's promos and you know his basic you know acting and stuff it was just so fun to watch but now you know unfortunately they got called up and like most of the other NXT call ups they've you know uh, suffered the brunt of it you know by being uh, you know not taken seriously by Vince McMahon they're suffering what Finn Balor suffered for the past two years and even back to NXT look at him now um i want to talk about one more thing that's going on um one more big name which is Brock Lesnar his mm-hmm. contract is up apparently with WWE yeah and people are saying that he might go to AEW so do you think he might or and if he doesn't do you think it's a good thing if he goes to AEW i don't think AEW needs him cuz uh, AEW they already have monsters like Brock Lesnar there they have uh, Brody Lee they have uh, you know the machine Brian Cage and they have the Murderhawk uh, Lance Archer and they have Luchasaurus they're all amazing you know big big men so i don't mm-hmm. think uh, Brock Lesnar is like you know a necessity for AEW unless if they're really looking for uh, publicity then they could bring him there but 
I wouldn't want to see him win the title there, you know, because if he's gonna if he's gonna have the same schedule as he was having in WWE, you know, come leave, goodbye, come back again, one more match, leave, goodbye, then they should never give him the title. He should just have you know big fights with guys like Lance Archer, Jericho, you know, just have good matches, but don't give him the belt, you know. I think the, one of the reasons you mentioned regarding the WWE, sorry, regarding the AEW Championship, that if they give him, I think the ratings will go down because they really admire John Moxley being there every single week. He's there. He's building the stars. He's involved in the projects, mm-hmm. also involved in the storylines. And if Brock Lesnar goes to AEW, WWE would win the war, and AEW will actually become useless. But I don't think they will sign him in any. I'm not way. sure if they will exactly lose the war. I I think they would. It would give them, uh, you know, a spike in terms of ratings. A lot of WWE fans will switch over to AEW. That's what could happen. But if uh, they like, you know, book him the same way that WWE did, then they will lose their existing fans. That's what would happen. And AEW is aware of that. You know, Tony Khan is a very smart businessman. He won't let that happen. So yeah, let's. Uh, I'm hoping for what. Let's see what happens with AW and WWE, mm-hmm. and regarding whatever topics we talked about. Um, thank you so much. This is all the time we have. Forty five minutes are up. All so, good, man. Uh, I, I'm. It was a pleasure being here. You know, talking to you about this to your followers, and uh, you know, it was a great discussion. You know, hope to do this again. I wish you all the best in your channel, and uh, we hope to stay in, in touch about you know more wrestling uh, stuff that comes up in the future. Yeah, man, if the podcast goes really well, I'll call you again every single week, you know, just to get more insights in WWE and AEW. So thank you. That was Atif. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. Please thank give you a like, share, and subscribe. Please give a like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Take care. See you, man. Thank Bye. you, Kunal. See you. See you, man. Bye.